Well, hello and welcome to the CSF monthly podcast for October 2020. Uh, this month, the papers selected by the committee are a little different to our normal clinical papers. Uh, we're going to look at early preclinical data from a potential new JAK inhibitor and also some data supporting the role of baricitinib in the treatment of COVID-19. Uh, these are extraordinary times and I think we're just trying to flex a little with the way in which the community is moving. We as rheumatologists are spending a lot of time talking with our intensive uh, colleagues just in terms of the optimal management of people with this hyperimmune responsiveness. But let's um, first of all therefore turn to a paper from Zhang and colleagues which focuses on potential role for baricitinib in COVID-19 considering its effects on virus uptake and potentially in controlling the cytokine storm or a, a, a gross immune dysregulation syndrome which we now are, are recognizing is happening in people with COVID-19 at the more severe end of the spectrum. Well, the cytokine storm itself has been very widely reviewed this year and uh, also it has to be said people have started to propose a role for the JAKSAT pathway uh, and this for fairly obvious reasons has led to potential interest in the role of JAK inhibition in the treatment of uh, people at the hyper immune responsive end of the COVID treatment spectrum and, and this is a, a paper which particularly considers the potential role of baricitinib in this context. Um, Baricitinib is interesting in the context of COVID-19. There are two potential mechanisms whereby it might have an effect. Um, you probably by now are aware that receptor-mediated endocytosis is the most common pathway for virus entry to cells. And the virus that causes COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, uh, coronavirus, a beta coronavirus, uh, enters cells uh, primarily using the ACE2 receptor. Now this receptor has several uh, regulators of which AP2 associated protein kinase 1 and G associated kinase are two pivotal regulators that mediate clathrin dependent endocytosis. That's the way in which uh, the, the membrane wraps itself around the virus. The virus then moves into the cytosolic space. Now baricitinib is predicted to have high binding affinity for these and therefore the potential to interrupt the passage and intracellular assembly of SARS-CoV-2, uh, that, that's uh, probably independent of its uh, Janus kinase inhibitory effect. It, it's a, a serendipitous feature of the molecular structure of baricitinib. And for that reason, people have thought about it as a candidate for uh, trials in people with acute respiratory disease associated with COVID. Um, and, and of course, as we all know, it, it, baricitinib is a, a JAK1-2 inhibitor, and as those are uh, signal pathways that regulate many of the inflammatory uh, events that seem to predicate COVID-19 progression, you might think of it as a useful cytokine inhibitor. And there are now several studies looking at baricitinib in COVID-19 patients, and the authors here report some what they consider to be encouraging results from one completed study where patients were administered baricitinib combined with lopinavir, ritonavir for two weeks with controls receiving hydroxychloroquine. Um, overall, the, the, the study has shown that there are clinical characteristics and respiratory function parameters improving both at week one and week two in the baricitinib treated group as compared to baseline and comparators. Well, this is a really fast and growing research area and since this paper was re released, we have more data from the ACCT2 trial being conducted by NIAID. Uh, these data um, are being released in incremental format and also in press release format. And we expect to see more of those data in the coming days and weeks. Uh, the, the top line results that we've seen so far suggest that baricitinib 
and remdesivir reduces recovery time in hospitalized patients with COVID-19. And baricitinib showed significant effect in recovery time for patients with COVID-19 requiring oxygen. Now, the reduction is only in the order of a day. We don't know what that really means in clinical practice. But as we see this trial data set rolling out, as we see more data, details of the data, I, I think we just have to pay attention. And all being well, this may give us a new therapeutic modality. It's certainly an interesting option. It's both anti-inflammatory and potentially antiviral. And if the studies uh, continue to demonstrate positive outcomes, well, this would be a really important addition to the armamentarium, particularly if you think back to the, the potential benefit shown in the use of dexamethasone in the recovery trial. Uh, th there is good evidence that immune modification potentially adds value, and we're still looking for the, the definitive outcome as to whether drugs like tocilizumab, anakinra, TNF blockers might also add value. The second paper I want to discuss is from Marianne Covington and colleagues and discussed preclinical characterization of itacitinib for the treatment of inflammatory diseases. It's a preclinical study of itacitinib. Uh, it's a novel JAK inhibitor, which has uh, some previous beneficial effects shown in graft versus host disease. Preclinical trials included rat and murine models, cell-based assays, pharmacokinetic studies. Uh, the investigators evaluated the effect of itacitinib on JAK stat signaling and JAK selectivity. Uh, potency on cytokine and growth factor stimulated cells. Uh, also its effect on IL-6-induced monocyte chemotractin protein production. MCP is a chemokine, of, uh, a cytokine that moves cells around and activates them while it's so doing. Uh, it also looked at oral bioavailability of itacitinib in, in mice and some effects on rodent arthritis models. A um, lot of data here, let me just summarize them in bullet point format for you. Uh, itacitinib demonstrates potent JAK1 mediated inhibition of pro-inflammatory cytokine productions uh, implicated in arthritis and colitis pathogenesis. It potently inhibited uh, MCP production, including uh, a strong support therefore for the idea that itacitinib inhibits JAK-STAT pathways in response to IL-6 stimulation. Um, it ameliorated symptoms and pathology of established experimentally induced arthritis in a dose-dependent matter manner. Now that, that, that matters, remember, it's, it's quite easy to prophylactically dose mice with drugs uh, in preclinical phase, um, but it, it's a bit more challenging to wait till a mouse actually has arthritis, then try and reverse or stabilize features. So that I think is encouraging. Um, and the bioavailability studies showed a non-proportional increase in exposure as dosage increased. And another paper looking at potential prognostic value of anti-CARB-V and anti-MCV autoantibodies in rheumatoid arthritis uh, coming from Professor Lopez Romero and colleagues. As always, look, thanks so much for your attention. I know these are particularly busy times for us all. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you think by leaving a review. And of course, most importantly, I wish you safe, healthy times for you and your families. Thanks very much indeed.